This is a podcast from Sin. Hello, everybody. I am Dom from Sunday Sweets, and I'm here with Cal Shortle and Ambrose Kenny Smith of the Murlocs. I'm very excited yeah. to have these guys in. Hello, how are you going? All good, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. So for everyone listening, uh, we had uh, the single compost benches out on our Sunday Sweets high rotation playlist just the other week. So I'm talking to the boys about their new album today. Uh, these guys are part of a five-piece band who've been dropping psychedelic rock, garage rock, post-punk delicacies since 2014. And they're giving us a six one on September 16th called Rough Scallion. So I had a lot of questions, I guess, about this one in particular. Um, tell me about the name. Let's elaborate on that juicy title. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I was visiting my dad and we were just spitballing ideas back and forth. Um, so I was explaining how I just wanted it to be like one word title. And, you know, we I want it to not be a song title. Every other record we've done has been based off, yeah, one of the songs as the album title. So, yeah, I was just trying to think of something that sort of summed up this character that I'd um conjured up um he yeah rap scallion was like one of the first things he suggested and yeah i was immediately pretty into it so because it kind of like yeah portrayed the character pretty well straight away because it is um the main protagonist is a fair sort of scallywag um in his own right so yeah that, that it was just sort of perfect from from the first first suggestion he gave me we I just ran with it yeah yeah so I guess yeah tell us more about that so I think you've said or someone has called this new album uh, a novel and album form so it's a little bit more conceptual maybe than your other ones I guess yeah tell me about kind of what unfolds in the story about this character uh the character is sort of a he's a runaway well he's he's an outcast to his family he's a one of a him and his twin brother his twin brother's sort of like the apple of the eye of the family and at his school um and he's sort of just yeah pushed to the side all the time and neglected so as a kickback to that he decides he's gonna yeah bail and leave that little country coastal town um so yeah it sort of goes in sequence from um start to finish so it sort of begins with him being fed up and deciding he's getting out of there and then ballerine ballerina he's hitchhiking along the highway trying to make it towards the city or just where anything is happening and um living under a rock he's the third track he starts to realize that he has been pretty sheltered his whole existence and he's pretty unaware to anything that's going on outside of his like street pretty much um and then, yeah, then from there, I just it just sort of snowballs as it goes along. So it kind of like then like bobbing and weaving. He's um, he's you know he's he's jumping on a train. He's dodging ticket inspectors, hiding under the seats, and then he gets kicked off that. And then farewell to clemency. He he finds himself at a um truck stop, and he's like having a run in with a bunch of sort of misogynist sort of male figures that are um he's starting to find he disagrees with and uh yeah he gets into a bit of a scuffle and then compost mentors he 
spends the night in a like yeah, it's abandoned junkyard, um, like a tip almost, and he's he's kind of living pretty pretty slum life at that point. He started to question if he should head back home or if he's able to complete his journey with um and if he's got a sound mind to do so. Mm. So that and then Royal Vagabond at this point it's sort of a he he's met a gang of vigilantes and the leader is sort of like this larger than life Hagrid type figure that uh takes him in under his wing and um yeah he starts realizing that yeah he's he's feeling home he's feeling like at home and at peace for the first time and then virgin criminal it's his first um like brush with the law like he's he's having a a quick shot of like adrenaline from um committing a bit of crime and then bow-legged beautiful he um meets uh, the love of his life as she's strutting down the street towards him but when i heard that bass riff sort of just sounded like something pretty slick like a you know a pimp or something just someone walking down the street um yeah kind of sounded pretty badass so i thought it needed to start getting a bit um grimy and then uh wicker man it's um he's hanging out with this this uh woman he's met peggy may um is who's the bow-legged beautiful figure um and they're yeah they're starting to get into dabble with some um some substances that uh he's not aware of yet and he's yet to experience and then the ballad of peggy may is uh song of sort of tragedy where um she suddenly unexpectedly like uh passes away in the middle of the street and then growing pains is um him just sort of riding off into the sunset uh with his you know his chin up and he's he's gone you know he's just had a lot of life-changing experiences happen to him and he's um he's feeling like he's he's growing up very quickly and um yeah so it's sort of a bit of a a bittersweet ending of him uh yeah just cruising off into the horizon yeah I, yeah i but did yeah. listen to the album today and that it's so it's so vivid and really paints a picture um i, I did want to ask about the music as well i suppose uh yeah cal you wrote this one um on guitar i know that your last uh album bittersweet demons was written on piano um so mm -hmm. yeah would you say it definitely helped with kind of this youthful sort of freewheeling energy kind of this is a storyline. Did that kind of help Ambrose um, kind of write a story in that sort of form, kind of writing on a guitar, having more energy, that kind of thing? Um, I guess it, well, because the music came first, I suppose, and then I'm sure Ambrose would have already had a kind of a vague idea of what the storyline would be. But, yeah, I just, yeah, make a demo sent it to the guys um luckily they're all quite handy with you know recording and doing that thing in isolation and all that and yeah ambrose has come up with the words afterwards and i guess that's where the, the story kicks off i suppose totally and you guys wrote this as well in in a studio far from you know where you'd normally live during COVID. so it was start of 2020 um was there almost kind of an aspect of escapism with kind of writing this fictional story um uh, yeah no, i don't know <laughs> well, it's sort of like when cal was sending me the tracks it was sort of sending me a track like every couple of days or 
and then all of a sudden it just started coming in very quickly and mm-hmm. I was probably I think at the time we just finished Bittersweet Demons I was working on like some gizzard stuff probably mm-hmm. and he was sending them pretty frequently and then yeah I was just it was a combination of me just being very excited and um like also proud of him for you know stepping up to the plate and delivering such like amazing tunes I think we only cut one song in the end but he was sort of sending them and they all kind of came pretty much in a natural sequence anyway um I think around the middle of them we shuffled a few around um and some things came a bit later to the piece but yeah I was sort of just um encouraging him to keep keep the ball rolling and then um yeah then at a time when it was like some of the first lockdowns I think everyone was like sort of hit a roadblock and I remember listening to a Justin Townsville um interview and how he was struggling to write because everything had been like such real life experiences and never wrote any diary entries and then that sort of struck a call with me and I was like damn most of the things I've ever written are just like diary entries and like whinging about my like pathetic anxieties so I just was like I can't write a song about toilet paper toilet paper being not on the shelves or like you know people wearing (laughs) masks and stuff like that I think everyone was just sort of unsure of where to turn at that point so yeah I just naturally this was like oh I'm just going to start writing about this figure that this character that I feel like me and Cal have both probably experience in, in some way or another we're both sort of um you know had a bit of a feral upbringing at times so like I think I just started to channel like a lot of my youth skateboarding and traveling a lot and like you know like hitchhiking and uh c- catching trains and just like run-ins with authorities and like you know bigots like and people that just you know turn their nose up at you so I think I just started like having a lot of fun um, thinking of Cal and thinking of myself and our youths combined and the sort of like different scenarios that we probably all experienced collectively, whether or not was our own or like our friends. And then I just sort of amplified that to s- a bit more extreme level at times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really enjoyed how um, the two music videos you've released, so Compost Mentors especially, um, it's filmed in Flemington partly um, and I was just looking at the YouTube comments and just how everyone said oh this is so nostalgic and like also just the overlay of it and just the setting of just it's absolute like 2000s kid kind of yeah skater energy I really did enjoy that um, did you get inspiration of filming for those two music videos I guess from kind of like the landscape you grew up yourself did you guys come from inner city Melbourne or were you elsewhere uh, um, yeah yeah so when we met down like in ocean grove we started the band me and cal um and then not long after blatchy joined as well and then yeah so we cut our teeth around sort of those like geelong and coastal areas and melbourne a bit but um i grew up in like west preston till i was like eight or nine and i was in the city a lot um throughout my life like um so yeah so some of those like yeah like you say the compost metas clip like those end scenes are at like a an abandoned sort of block uh where it actually has turned into a bit of a skate spot people have built ramps and stuff there so yeah I sort of like picked out a few of those destinations from 
been there previously. Um, mm. And but then a lot of that, um, all the rest of it though, and the whole visual aspect and narrative is all from the brain of Guy Tizak, who's made those two clips, and we're about to drop another one very soon. Um, so yeah, he's done three. He did one for Bittersweet Demons as well, and he we went. I went to high school with Guy, so we've known him for a long time, and mm. we have a sort of mutual respect of what uh, where the vision should sort of go in the film format. Yeah, and I do yeah. really, it's very exciting, I think, uh, this new album kind of, uh, it's definitely bringing kind of like the energy and the post-punk kind of stuff that I'm just absolutely keen for. Um, so, yeah, you're excited for the Brunswick Ballroom, the live uh, showing of it for the first time. What kind of energy do you think you'll bring to that? I don't know, Cal, what do you reckon? What are you going to be feeling on the night? Oh, we're going to go all out, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, we're it's a very last minute decision. Um so yeah. be a bit be a bit scared and maybe a little under rehearsed, but um we had a rehearsal the other night and got through a fair chunk of the album. So I'm I'm feeling pretty confident myself that it'll be fairly seamless. Yeah, it'll be fine, I reckon. Yeah, that'll be good to do a little warm-up and uh do something as well on the release day to um celebrate it. Um because often uh we're kind of never get much of a moment in the sun especially together to yeah just and it what a better way to do it than to just perform it live and yeah hopefully don't screw it up uh, the energy will be there nonetheless it'll be great <laughs> um yeah all right I'll plug you guys on, on your social medias. It's uh everyone, it's at the Murlocs. So M-U-R-L-O-C-S. Uh, you can catch this podcast episode on uh, Sunday Sweets on Spotify. Also on our Instagram at Thin Sunday Sweets, one word. Thank you so much, Ambrose and Cal. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to speak to me today. No problem. Thanks, Dom. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Well.